Welcome back to another episode of Ordinary Detour. My name is Mr. One Sleeve. <laughs> Mr. One Sleeve? Yeah. Does that make me an octopus? You're Mr. Two Sleeve. I'm a normal person now. Yep. That's all I am to you. Just the normal person. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, I am Cody. And I am Michaela, and I am wearing one sweatshirt sleeve currently because I'm too cold without it and too hot with the other one. Yeah. Welcome bef- to fall. <laughs> Before we started recording, I go, Do you wanna put on your sweatshirt all the way? And she's like, No. it'll be too hot i'm like all right you're gonna talk about that one when we start (laughs) yeah she just literally like i I can't it's just yeah half on just somebody wearing half a sweatshirt it's a zip up and one sleeve is on and the other is just like flapping behind me in the breeze yep it's like putting a jacket halfway on yep like a weirdo yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's what it is. That's what it looks like. I also do that in public sometimes, like a weirdo with one jacket sleeve if I get too warm in a store or something. What? Because my purse helps hold up the other jacket sleeve. Comfort over fashion. That's so bizarre. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it Does half your body get cold, though? No. It's like the... It's like when you go to bed and you stick... Like your knee out of so the covers. Half, <laughs> is half your body warm? No. Okay. So it's like, my it body doesn't is matter. half warm though, but not half my body being warm. Wh- what? <laughs> I'm lost. I cannot comprehend this madness. This madness. Uh, you know what's madness? Straight up, what the hell? What? Uh, we watched a video. I don't, we missed a live stream, I believe, but we, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Whatever. Irrelevant. We watched a video the other day of Rocket Labs. Uh, they are a rocket company. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. They um, had a mission called Catch Me If You Can. And Cody and I were like, what is that? So we clicked on it. And we're just kind of like waiting for things to happen. You know, they launched a rocket, whatever. They have stage separations. It falls back down to Earth. The other one continues. We're still watching. We're like, I still don't know why this is named what it's named. So I looked up spoiler alerts and (laughs) I read an article about it and I was like, okay, so what they're gonna do is or try to do attempt to recover the falling part of the rocket that deploys parachutes, right? The booster, yeah. And they're just going to yeet a, a freaking, I almost said a hurricane, wow, a helicopter out of nowhere <laughs> with a hook and just like catch that bitch and drag it back to where he needs to go, back to his assigned seat. <laughs> yeah, the catching the first stage with a helicopter hook. That sounds sci-fi and also like terrible sci-fi at the same time. Didn't you say previously this had gone horribly wrong, too, or they had to drop it because it made the helicopter uncontrollable? Yeah, so what happened is, well, spoiler alert, this time around it didn't work out. They aborted it, the catching part, but the first time around, I believe it was earlier this year, don't quote me, but the first time they tried it, they were able to swoop in and snag it with the helicopter hook at the end of a giant rope 
and just grabbed the parachute cords. And then they were, you know, tugging it along. But when you just grab something, especially when there's so much slack Mm -hmm. in between all the parachute cords and the cord up to the helicopter, there's just so much bouncing around and flapping about going on, especially for like, I don't know, a giant rocket (laughs) that they were like, okay, this is pretty aggressive and getting really swingy and we're not going to be able to bring it all the way back on the helicopter safely. So they just like dropped it (laughs) in the water. They just dropped it. Yeah. Yet they were going to try that again, which I think is the even more bizarre part. And even more bizarre than that, who came up with this idea? They're like (laughs) falling rocket, catch it with a helicopter. Like doesn't every piece of that just fail the logic test? I don't, maybe it's just me. I just I I remember laughing at it while we were watching the video because I was like, who's sitting here in this meeting with all of these super, super smart people? And someone just like stands up and slams their hands on the table and is like, all right, but what if we just grabbed it with a helicopter? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, who decided that? (laughs) And and the others were like, yeah, you know, that could work. (laughs) How else does that meeting go? Legitimately. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I I thought that was bizarre too. Um, I think so. The greater part of this project for the nerds out there that care, like myself, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm also considering myself a nerd. So don't worry, you're not alone. Um, it was part of the rocket being launched was part of Electron, which I believe is part of the greater vision of Artemis and is part of what's making that moon mission possible. Um, good question. I, I can neither confirm nor deny that information at this time. I believe it's it's in some way related, but I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's in some way related. I'm pretty sure they said something about it being related. It's interesting to see the different techniques that other companies go through. So the reason they can't just build a self-landing rocket like SpaceX does is because the rocket's really small. And they can't fit enough fuel in it to refire and have a safe, stable landing. So they have to figure out a way to catch it or a way to preserve that rocket so it's reusable again to conserve costs and I'm sure continue sciencing. <laughs> continue sciencing, yes. Perfect. Oh, man, pursuit of pursuit of the uh, dream, just continue sciencing. Mm-hmm. Should make t-shirts that say ordinary detour, <laughs> continue, continue sciencing. <laughs> That sounds perfect. Ugh, don't anybody take that. I'm trademarking <laughs> it right now. Copyrighted. Ordinary Copyright. Detour Podcast. Perfect. All right. Um, you... I had a topic that I lost. So I was going to th- I had some <laughs> conceptual idea formed, a partially formed thought in my head. And it is out the window. So I will defer to Michaela. Well, you did bring up a topic earlier that you wanted to talk about. If you would like to continue that conversation. Good point. Astrophotography. Yes. That's the Explain. So, I mean, I like to explore the abyss of the internet, which, by the way, is so freaking big. I mean, I'm sure none of you guys are. are, uh, That's not new to any of our listeners, but the internet's a big place, and there's a lot out there. And there are amateurs out there. I always appreciate amateur spaces. So there's the amateur radio space, which is like Mm -hmm. ham radio, right? Um, which are just, you can't really play music, so it's never going to be like FM radio or anything <laughs> like that. Um, you but it's can for communicating. Do, but yeah, I mean, it's for communicating. And it's for like having, like, 
you can send signals so far. So it's just kind of fun to be able to do that on a civilian level. That's um, fair. But anyway, there's ham radio, which is an amateur radio space. There's amateur astrophotography, which I thought was interesting because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. When I grew up, I grew up in, in the 90s when big, fancy <laughs> cameras and, and telescopes were only existing in the government slash like private space what do you call those uh observatory like realm Mm -hmm. like they didn't you you just you couldn't be a regular like you could buy a telescope sure but you wouldn't be able to take a good picture like (laughs) nasa from yeah like that didn't exist you couldn't take a nasa picture as as just a regular person you just couldn't um but now you can just you can get trackers that rotate your telescope to follow the constellation you're photographing or the mm-hmm. galaxy you're photographing or whatever, the nebula, whatever you're looking at yeah, um, in the sky. And then you can get fancy cameras that connect to telescopes and you can have everything electronically move with it so you can point it electronically using fancy guiding systems. And these telescopes and cameras are super high-end nowadays. So I was looking at, like, I saw a video of it, but there's like mm-hmm. people out there that like have really high end, like spent like ten thousand plus dollars <laughs> a on lot some of, of these, money. <laughs> some of these rigs, but um really high end telescopes and cameras and are able to get really, really good photos of like space. And it's just it's crazy conceptually to me. Because like pictures that they would like put out there are so similar to what it, like what you would see coming out of NASA or any other space organization or astrophotography like mm-hmm. um, professional like observatories like like that's what you would see. So it's just it's it's bizarre to me that seeing that that's that exists. And I thought it was so cool. It was a cool concept. It was one of those things where it's like, oh, that's cool. I could do that. But then you're never gonna spend ten thousand dollars <laughs> in reality. I mean, I'm not spending. That. I guess I'm not. At least I'm not gonna that's go spend fair. ten thousand dollars on astrophotography equipment even though i think it's so cool and i think it'd be cool to shoot your own i guess my initial thought was can i shoot my own desktop wallpaper (laughs) yeah because then i'm thinking back to the good old days of like mac os when do you remember that when they had the space backgrounds i believe i have seen pictures but i never really had I never touched like an Apple computer until I was in like college. <laughs> so I didn't really see what they had as far as backgrounds. But I definitely agree with you. And I think that there is a huge like um, amateur space on the internet for like astrophotography right now. I like it. Yeah. Those were the like, they came with Macs. So like now you see the default wallpapers that come with them, but these are wallpapers that came with Macs. I'm just showing her the old school um, pictures. Pictures that used to be Apple. Yeah, they're they're old wallpapers. I like them. That would be cool. You can shoot your own <laughs> wallpaper. Yeah, and it's funny how it's adapted over the years. So, like Leopard was the first one that featured like space, um, and then Leopard. and then you know Snow Leopard was more <laughs> space, and then Lion was more space, and then Mountain Lion was more space, and then we shifted away at Maverick and so on. But I like yeah. it. Um, long story short, without boring you to death, um, 
that's the old Mac OS I remember is the space photography. So I got hype. I thought it was cool to see that people are doing that in the amateur space. I was motivated, and I hope that motivates somebody else. Had to talk about it. Probably boring. Not as funny as our other content. but <laughs> You're not boring. You're good. I like it. No, I think it's interesting to talk about um, just knowing that there's so many different like amateur spaces on the internet. And I definitely follow a bunch of TikTok pages where people do their own like astrophotography. And I mean, I've, I think I've sent you some, but um, they make really cool like montages of their pictures with music in the background. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just nice to see that. I mean, I also just enjoy talking about the um, increase and in changes in at home technology that people are reasonably able to afford or pursue as hobbies. Yeah, I feel like the average home network, by home network, I mean your your like internet uh, connection and router, mm-hmm. um, has increased in security and and just general setup because of work the the push to work from home, which mm-hmm. for whatever reason, which is still kind of a foreign concept to me, did not exist prior to the pandemic. Yeah, definitely was not really a thing. Like people that have like work from home jobs before the pandemic i think i would view them as like oh like you're a like entrepreneur or you have your like own like startup kind of thing or you do like um obscure jobs but now i think there's a lot more people who have been able to take their like quote-unquote normal (laughs) day jobs desk jobs office jobs and just do my home Yeah, it's is nice. It's different. It's not a bad push. It's just I and I'm not. It, it didn't not exist, as you very well point out. It just it exists much more frequently now. And I I thought I think that's an interesting topic as well. So thank you for bringing that up. Or uh, did I bring that? Up? <laughs> I don't know who brought that up. Um. Any oh home networks I brought up. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, no, and a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have changed. I mean, I would say mostly for the better. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be real. Enjoying content and 4K video content is amazing. Whether <laughs> whether that be Netflix or your IMAX movie that you're watching, like Jura- the new Jurassic mm-hmm. World movie, something like that. Um, it's so much better to consume in 4K. But recently I had... What I found out was a lot of people don't realize it that you're not in 4K. Oh, yeah. Because YouTube made a bold move to <laughs> change the resolution of videos from defaulting to their highest resolution that your device can play on, i.e., 4K on a 4K TV. Mm-hmm. Um, if the content creator, of course, made that video in 4K, yeah. to defaulting to like 1080. Mm hmm. And they did that for good reason because bandwidth is expensive, internet bandwidth that is. Um, but also, it, just like the amount of people that noticed that change were so minimal. Yeah, I think it really depends. I don't know. I never really cared about like TV quality unless it was like particularly awful. Um, like I don't know. I remember college friends streaming movies like online illegally and they'd be like terrible quality (laughs) and then getting viruses on their computers because (laughs) they use some some website yep 
It was like, um, I thought my Mac couldn't get viruses. Yeah, well, you clicked on 17 links, and I don't know what you installed, <laughs> but somehow you got malware on here. You got like, something going on. With, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um, remember that, too. But I don't know. I think you more introduced me to, like, the realm of quality 4K, and then... I don't know. It's funny. I always make fun of you because I'm like, stop showing me like cool, good things that cost money because now I want all the nice, fancy things. <laughs> you know, isn't that like the issue with everything? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how else better to say <laughs> that, but yeah. It is the issue with everything. I recently got really snobby and uh, have now a um, really expensive. You know, I never thought this would matter. I work from home myself a little bit, so that's actually a, a piece that is relevant in this conversation. Mm -hmm. But um, I recently got an office chair that is not—it's not a hundred-dollar office chair from Office Max that like you would typically buy because they're just. Let's be; those chairs are not comfortable. No, they they market Never. them to be, and you'd like to believe they are, but they're just not. They're just not comfortable. And if you want true ergonomics that really help, I, I myself don't have the best back. Um, so, you know, if they market these chairs to be great, you got to find the actual ergonomic chairs that actually put you in a position where it's like you're set up for success when you're working. I have mm -hmm. one of those chairs now. I did not realize you can spend like six grand on an <laughs> on office a fancy chair. chair. Um, yeah. I do. I did not spend six grand to be very clear, not even remotely close. Mm -hmm. Um, but like a a mid but very well budgeted chair. Um, that did it makes such a difference in my workday. Is is the long story short? I don't want to over ramble <laughs> it, but it makes such a difference, and I wouldn't have expected something as simple as a chair to change my life so much in in my working from home. Well, it really does. And I mean, it would at the office too, though. I mean, if I didn't, if I had to be at the office every day, I would be like, HR needs to buy me this chair because otherwise <laughs> I'm just not comfortable. I'm going to fall apart now that I've sat in it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Have you ever been in an office setting and seen those posters that have like a uh, better posture for office employees to avoid like office injuries? And I would always crack up really bad because I was like, okay, come on, Karen sitting at your desk all day. How do you get injuries? Meanwhile, I'm like slinging boxes and pails of like gallons and gallons of liquids around at my warehouse job. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. like, come on, how are you getting injuries up there typing away at customer service? Um, but no, actually, like office day to day office job related injuries are like such a real thing. You can really mess up your wrists coming from somebody that has bad wrists <laughs> and have to be aware of that. Um, you can mess up your back, your posture, like so many things can come from your that. Neck. Yeah, your neck is a huge thing. Also, like some of those random other quality of life items, if you can, um, you know, provide these things for yourself or maybe they're a gift on your list that you'd like to receive or something like that. But like blue light glasses to reduce eye strain, um, good Which chairs. Which works, by the way. I've noticed a significant <laughs> decrease in headaches. I haven't always had, just like you, you talk about your warehouse job, mm -hmm. the, and you brought up the blue light glasses, so sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt no, you. No, you're but, good. Um, you know, I, I've, I've done that stuff too, and that's why I come from, and now I work more more of an office day, not only in the office, but I have days where I'll work eight hours on a computer. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that's 
super frequent, but it exists. Mm-hmm. And those days would give me headaches a lot when I changed yeah. to, to my current position of, of work. And now with the blue light glasses, I don't get that. So, I mean, I've noticed the difference. I know there's kind of mixed opinions online. There is some benefit there that exists, but it's hard to study. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I've noticed benefits. That's all I'm saying. You know what? If something works for you, that's okay. Let it work for you. I mean, not just maybe physical health, but also like mental health and customizing like your environment, your work environment, stuff like that. I know I've had, I've picked and choose like all of the nice cool pens that I like from our office stockpile because (laughs) I'm such a pen snob and I love really, really, really thin, really smooth writing pens um, with a really, just really sharp at the end. I love that so much. And it honestly just brings like joy to my day having like nice writing materials and like a nice little notepad to like take notes on or do whatever. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny because you've seen me work and you know, I just scribble on whatever's like, it could be a business card in front of me. Like I will scribble on whatever's available to me and it will just be sloppy, like cryptic, like a name and a phone number. Like it'll be, <laughs> it's all over the place. It'll just be like some weird words and like a big question mark. And I'm like, me too, man. I don't know what's going on either. <laughs> You're like, send me an, uh, you'll be like, Hey, what was on my, um, like note pad in like the top left corner or something like stupid specific what scribble (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i don't know what this means but here are the words that it says (laughs) which is funny um yeah i think also (laughs) i think it's great because you have a little little arcade plushies at your desk so that's like your like work comfort item (laughs) yeah i have like they're like uh I mean, I think technically they're like, or at least one of them is like a squeeze plushie that's supposed to be like a stress ball <laughs> yeah. plushie. Um, I don't use it as such, but it exists. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do. So I have funny. a lot of plushies at my desk. I have a bunch of random things that have just kind of <laughs> made their way to make it feel a little more at home, at home in the workplace. <laughs> It's just like a fun thing where you can like look down and see like your little plushie looking at you. I feel like that's just like a feel good item when you're stressed and trying to type 50,000 words a minute. (laughs) Yeah. And I would say my job's not just stressful because I'm typing a bunch of words. I have a job that requires pretty immediate responses to things sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Not it's not a typical job. I wouldn't no. say that. Um, but regardless, it's typical office job, I guess. Yeah, typical office job. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's fair. They do bring a little bit of kind of calm to the chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fun. Um, oh, I want to t- <laughs> speaking of work from home, this is a perfect segue, as I think we discussed mm-hmm. last episode, our ideas just flow so well sometimes. Um, shout out to all of the pet parents whose pets were adopted or birthed during the pandemic with lots of like stay at home things if you have like a pandemic cat you know that that cat is the clingiest motherfucker (laughs) that ever existed like my cat has separation anxiety really bad and all she's ever known is like me being home most of the time so it's just really funny i'll be like okay i'm gonna like go clean something or go do something or I was trying to go to the bathroom without her for like once 
And she's like, my mom has abandoned me and I've been left here to die. And she just like cries. Yeah, she'll sit outside the door just crying. Let me in. Let me well, in. She'll be like, oh, I'm so sad, kitty. And then all of a sudden she's like a raging bull and she's like charging the door. And I don't know <laughs> what she does there in that room, but she's like slamming that thing and rattling it around. And I'm really happy I don't have one of the flappy door handles because I'm very convinced she would have realized how to open it by now. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have had to replace it with a circular or like a round <laughs> door handle, but that's what I have right now. So thankfully, but now her new thing is like trying to crawl her way into my closet. Oh yeah. That's and right. We found a little uh, stopper thing that prevents. So it's sliding doors. So you can kind of pry them apart in the middle. And we found a little device that prevents her from wiggling it around so she can get inside. Boy, does she get so mad. She'll like go and paw at the thing for five minutes and then she'll like go up higher and try to paw at it still. I don't know what her deal is, but trying to get in the closet. Because she knows she can't be. Yep. What a turd. She's like way too smart for her own good. (laughs) Good old cats. Pandemic cats. Yeah. Shout out to all of those animals. Um, Pandemic pets. Pandemic pets. I like it. It's a good episode name. See? You already named the episode, Michaela. Pandemic pets. I'm writing it down, otherwise we're going to (laughs) forget. That's so true. Sometimes we end the episode and we're like, ah, what should we call this one? (laughs) Yep. And we're like, I don't know. I don't know what I talked about for the last 30 minutes at all. Zero recollection. (laughs) It's like we're we're fine when we're recording, but then we're off and we're like, I'm exhausted. I'm ready for bed. We're so old. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> It'd be like that. Um, I watched a video today. I've seen a couple of these now, but they're really, really cute every time. But they, when TSA drug sniffing dogs like retire, um, they're just like, it's your last package you'll smell. And it's like a little video of a dog like running up to a backpack and sniffing it and then doing its little tail waggy thing. And then um, just like a hundred tennis balls like fall out of the sky and the dog gets so excited. And it's just like, no, you get playtime. You're retired. (laughs) So (laughs) cute that like a dog can be retired. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess you can only have that level of precise. Like, you know what I mean? Like kind of like how we lose things over time as like humans, like as a dog, I'm sure you can only have that level of precise smelling slash control for like that type of job for so long before you're gonna it's gonna start like dwindling as you get of older age your little doggy attention span gets uh dwindled well i think i meant more so like we can't always smell the best (laughs) like our whole lives the senses yeah i get you that's funny though but doggy attention spans better (laughs) thank you um yeah, I guess I have one random other thing that I could show you we could talk about, but I don't know if you want to talk about your favorite or non-favorite fall treats or candies first. Snackies. Favorite or non-favorite fall treats or snacks. Yes. If you have any. <laughs> well, I mean, candy corn's a classic that I would say I like, but I wouldn't say... I'm not like running the store to buy candy corn, if that makes Same. sense. But I'll it's eat it like, if it's provided. Yeah, it's it's something <laughs> where as I get older, I'm old now. So as we as we <laughs> talk, old now. I mean, I get I get tired <laughs> at seven o'clock. I can go to bed, right? Like, right. <laughs> we just had this discussion earlier because I 
before t- the recording of tonight's uh, or t- today's episode, <laughs> um, we recorded at night. Um, I was I fell asleep after work. I mm-hmm. ate and I immediately just went into a food coma because that's just <laughs> I'm old now, and that's what we've come to the consensus of. And where I was I going with this? Uh, uh, fall treats, candy oh, corn. Fall treats. <laughs> um, so part of like also being old is I can't eat as much sugar anymore. Like as a kid, yes. you can just you can eat a whole bowl of candy corn. Your parents are like, "How? Who ate the whole bowl of candy corn? Who's throwing up in the bathroom for uh, that?" Yeah, <laughs> and right? no one is because you're a kid. And it just doesn't matter. But as an adult, it's like I can't do that. Ugh, that I legitimately think sometimes that that would be a real form of torture for me is to force me to eat like multiple bags of candy. I would rather like. I don't know, have anything else happen. That sounds awful. Like stomach aches are awful. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and, and that's what I think of when I think of fall treats. Hey, I love me my brownie, like the fall pumpkin brownies and even even those fall like Reese's pumpkins. You know what I mean? Like how Reese's mm-hmm. does all their fancy like holiday treats. Pumpkin brownies. Those are great because they have a good pumpkin or uh, peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, like beyond that, it's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that I would buy a ton of just because I'm old and I can only eat so much sugar now. I guess treats don't have to be sugary. That's just immediately what I think of when I think of fall treats. I think that too. I know we already talked about Halloween, but wow, I really love popcorn balls. And that's definitely like a fall exclusive, I feel like. That's a good one, actually. I'll give you. And caramel popcorn is mm-hmm. really big in the fall. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And also pumpkin flavors. I'm not a huge pumpkin nope. flavor fan, but pumpkin flavors are just like, that's a fall thing all the way. Even I, after Halloween, like that's just a fall thing. And I before. Fe- I feel like it changes from like pumpkin spice to just spiced things. And then it becomes like mint things Peppermint, late in the year. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I love when that cusp finally comes across and you're like, yes, mint time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I like the peppermint stuff. I'm not a big hot apple cider fan, um, especially with like cinnamon in it or anything. But I do really like uh, like apple juice and apple cider and all of those juices. I love fruit juice like way too much. Do you like caramel apples? <laughs> I do, but I have a really hard time eating them. So I usually just like apple slices dipped in caramel instead. Mm. Because I think I kind of have like... <laughs> stupid front teeth i need like braces and i haven't gotten braces yet um and it makes it so hard to like chomp on an apple and then i also have like a small head so then it kind of makes it even harder to like get my tiny jaw around this apple (laughs) and then my hair gets in the caramel so yeah i like slices better (laughs) better than the whole thing (laughs) i mean yeah that's fair I guess that's all I got for fall snacks. I, I mean, I'm not. I don't have anything that's like overly. Oh, my gosh. I would say if you brought up like winter snacks or we'll um, more there. holiday stuff. And yeah, we can get there. I, <laughs> I have selections for that. So I'll leave that one alone for now. Um, But yeah, that's 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 all I got. I don't have anything special for those. Sorry. American food holiday, otherwise known as Thanksgiving, I believe will be the. Uh, week of our next posted episode um, mm. in November mm-hmm. here so we can talk a lot about like 
food then also. But yeah, we'll definitely uh, talk about some winter snackies at some point because I love talking about food at the end. Uh, speaking of food, I have this, <laughs> um, <laughs> this article I found when I was going to the bathroom earlier. That's really specific. Uh, <laughs> but a large sandwich company uh, restaurant chain is going to have its first vending machines deployed soon, I guess. I like how it's like <laughs> this company unveils its first vending machine. It's like the vending machine, the first vending machine's been out for a long time. You're just making <laughs> your version of it. And it's like, yeah. So are they, are they dispensing sandwiches? Like literally, I think it's sandwiches, chips, and drinks. So the company's Subway. Um, and the article I read was like very specific. It said it will use artificial intelligence and voice um, commands. Uh, everything uses AI <laughs> or they claim and they have their own proprietary algorithm. Oh, right. Ugh. But it's like a grab and go um, vending machine. And I kind of I think it's funny because um, uh, like countries like Japan have like a bajillion vending machines for like everything. And I think it's funny that we haven't really adopted like more vending machines in the U.S., but I think that that could be like a huge convenience like market for us. It makes sense with the pandemic. I will give them that. Mm -hmm. I think it was funny. I saw um, back in the day and apparently these did well in like New York um, or bigger cities where there was like lots of pandemic challenges <laughs> yeah um they had like mask vending machines where they were like yes. having like respirators and surgical masks that you could just have vended to you you know or hand sanitizer or hand sanitizer wipe or um like gloves those types of things were all like vendable items <laughs> obviously well overpriced because it's a vending machine oh, but right yeah honestly i think we should have more vending machines in the u.s because i love the convenience of it sometimes and then you don't even have to like go into a store or be tempted to buy like a whole bunch of other junk. Or sometimes you're just in a public place and you're like, where the hell am I supposed to go get like hand sanitizer? Or, yeah. Or like a bunch of other random items. I think we should have more vending machines. The end. And on that terrible bombshell, we end. That is all I've got. I'm just um, yeah. I mean, that's. And you make valid points. Oh, it's I have another food question, actually. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Would you try lab-grown meat? <laughs> I had not come prepared to answer this. I have to do <laughs> some research. I'll get you the answer next week. <laughs> you will. <laughs> um, that's a good question that I think needs its own discussion because I don't know enough about the topic. Stay it worries tuned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we can talk about that one in a future episode. I'd have to do research. Sorry. It's okay. Um at face Oops. value. Um yeah, that one's that's a good question. That's a really good episode question. So I appreciate that. We'll discuss it next week. We'll have some uh time to review lab grown meats and what a lab grown meat future may look like. <laughs> All right. See you guys in the next one. Have a good week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.